the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty and truth. This is the new Freedom 1570. KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The United States has charged four Chinese military hackers in a breach of Equifax. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. The Justice Department says four Chinese military hackers broke into the computer networks of the Equifax Credit Reporting Agency and stole the personal information of tens of millions of Americans. Law enforcement officials say the four are also accused of stealing the company's trade secrets. The case comes as the Trump administration has warned against efforts by Beijing to collect data on Americans and steal scientific research and innovation. Greg Clugston, Washington. New Hampshire is in the political spotlight ahead of tomorrow's presidential primary. The latest Boston Globe WBZ Suffolk poll shows Bernie Sanders in the lead, followed by Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden are tied for fourth. Also at townhall.com, China reporting a rise in new coronavirus cases. The mainland death toll now has risen to 908. Meanwhile, Britain has declared the new virus a serious and imminent threat to public health. The Department of Health says people with the virus can now be forcibly quarantined and will not be free to leave. It named two British hospitals as isolation facilities for those affected by the disease and designated the Chinese city of Wuhan and the wider territory as an infected area. The shift in policy comes after a British man who caught the disease at a business conference in Singapore in January appears to be linked to at least seven other confirmed cases in Europe. Charles de la Desma, London. A strong winter storm that battered Britain with hurricane-force winds and heavy rains has now moved eastward. It's causing severe travel disruption and an array of flood warnings as rivers burst their banks. The Czech Republic is being threatened now. On Wall Street, the Dow had 59 points, and the Nasdaq is up 59. Also, more on these stories at townhall.com. Statement is not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Individual results will vary. If you tried to lose weight and failed, it wasn't your fault. According to leading medical experts, when we cut back on how much we eat, our body shifts into survival mode, reducing our metabolism and making us even hungrier. But now, a breakthrough discovery that helps you fight food cravings is available without a prescription. Riduzone uses your body's natural appetite control, a molecule called OEA, to break that cycle. Riduzone is the only product that contains OEA. I've lost 75 pounds using Riduzone. My husband has lost 50 pounds using Riduzone. Riduzone has made it so that we eat less food, and it has taken away the cravings that we used to have. Riduzone has made it so that I can lose the weight without feeling hungry. Go to Riduzone.com. Use promo code today to save up to 65% off your order. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Save up to 65% and get free shipping by using promo code today at Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. We just launched a daily newsletter. It's called the Daybreak Insider, and you'll get a rapid-fire look at the day's news from a conservative viewpoint. So make sure you subscribe right now at freedom1570.com and make sure you use the keyword subscribe. 
Good Monday morning, just past 11 a.m. here in the Twin Cities. My name is Jason Stormer. Let's take a look at your Twin Cities forecast for today. We got mostly sunny skies with a high of 28. Then later on tonight, a chance of flurries as we drop down to a low of 18. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. This is Scott Black. Join me for Like It Matters Radio every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the new Freedom 1570. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, you radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about winner or whiner. You know, I always love to play on words. I'm an etymologist by trade, and uh, I process auditorily. If you know, I talk for a living. Talk, 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 talk. Uh, you know, I teach learning styles and teaching styles, and there are only three ways that we can truly process, learn. I've heard all kinds of different learning styles and learning ways, but we either do it visually uh, by sight, we either do it auditorily uh, by hearing, or we do it kinesthetically through uh, tactile touch, hands-on, and or feelings. And so for those that know me, know I am very auditory kinesthetic. Yes, I'm also a feeler, but yeah, I'm a yapper. Uh, I'm a talker. I do leadership training. And by the way, uh, for those interested in transformational leadership training, go to likeitmatters.net. Likeitmatters.net. And if you truly want to be a winner in your life, to live your life to your true potential, uh, you should take uh, some of my training. Two and a half day trainings that will forever change your life. Been doing it for 28 years. Uh, my well known process called the Leadership Experience. It's two parts. Part number one is Leadership Awakening, uh, it's a classroom environment, toughest training you'll ever go through. 
uh, creating an environment for you to take a 100% honest look at yourself. Uh, and this level of honesty is, is how you can improve in every aspect of your life. Uh, and uh, 48 hours, that will forever change your lives. And then the second half of that process uh, is called leadership adventure. And that's where you take everything you learned in Leadership Awakening, and now how do you apply it with a team of leaders? How do you take a team of leaders through the ups and downs of life? And so the first half is called Leadership Awakening because it is life's alarm clock. And the second half is Leadership Adventure because life is a grand adventure and you should know how to play and what are the rules. And so together they call the Leadership Experience. I promise you, uh, the most powerful training you'll ever take in your entire life. Again, go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. We keep our classes small, 12 to 16 people, so they do close up pretty quickly. But check it out, and if you want to email me, you can email me as mr.black at likeitmatters.net. mr.black at likeitmatters.net. But today, we're talking about winners or whiners. I love to play on words. And first, let me share with you a poem by Francis Duggan. It's called Of Winners and Losers. We all have our ambitions and goals to pursue, but for many, their dreams in life never come true. For every winner, there has to be losers. Life works in this way. But those who keep on trying will know of success one day. Life is all about winning, or so it does seem. And failure does nothing for one's self-esteem. The successful are those of which most wish to know. Their admirers in numbers every day seem to grow. The most popular person in all of the town is never the one who is financially down. This is how it is and it always will be, though we all cannot be winners. Would you not agree? Of winners and losers we read of and hear every day, this is how life works. It does seem this way. And today, I don't want to use the word loser uh, because, again, I think those are uh, labels. And we live in a world where everybody's labeling everybody else. You know, I love to play on words. And we are natural-born procrastinators. Uh, And the biggest way we procrastinate is I don't know. You know, if you don't know your marriage is broken, then you don't need to work on it. Uh, If you don't know that coach is doing some inappropriate things to your child after practice, because you're not at practice where you should be, and then you don't need to take a look at your lifestyle choices. Um, I was a single dad for about eight years. I raised uh, my daughter Faith and Christian pretty much on my own. Had a little bit of uh, help there with Christian at the end. Uh, but uh, uh, we we're always on the go. Uh, life in motion stays in motion, I believe that. And so I would tell the kids, hey, we're going to leave uh, at uh, 12 o'clock. And so at uh, 11.59, I'm ready to walk out the door and Let's go, kids. Let's go. And, of course, Faith was always ready, and Christian wouldn't have his shoes on. And I'd say, Christian, where are your shoes? And parents, what do you think he said to me? I don't know. And then knowing what I know about the human brain, then I would just reframe it and say, well, if you did know, where would they be? And he'd say, by my bed. And I'd say, go get them. we got to go. He'd go, Okay. <laughs> See, my son Christian was saying what a lot of us do, whether it be conscious or unconscious, is I'd rather somebody else deal with it, or I'd rather not deal with it myself. And that is the basis for procrastination. And Dr. William Marston, uh, back in the early 1920s, wrote a book called The Emotions of Normal People. Love the title. Cracks me up every time I say it. Because you know what normal is? 
Normal is a setting on your dryer. It's a setting on your washing machine. Uh, and be honest, you don't want to be normal. Today's typical, today's median uh, American is not something impressive. They're on two to five drugs daily. Uh, they're on some sort of government dependence. Uh, you know, uh, they're probably have it living in some bitterness and hatred. Hatred, probably half of them are in the resistance, you know, still can't accept the outcome of an election from three years ago. Uh, holding off their, uh, every day they're looking for the blood sport of destroying Donald Trump, uh, and that's their passion in life, is bringing down a man, who, in the process of bringing down a country. So you really don't want to be the median uh, of American. You don't want to be normal. You want to be Abby normal. And I'm going to tell you right now, a normal in America is whining. We seem to become a country of victims. Uh, we get our DNA checked so we can see what percentage of a victim we are. What So uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren is one two-thousandth of a percent Cherokee. So uh, Harvard and all those other schools now get some credit because uh, they hired a, a minority woman. I mean, it's silly. It's, uh, you know, we, we bait by and race because everybody's a minority and everybody's a victim. And yeah, and put your big boy pants on. Uh, there's a big difference between victimized, and many of us have been victimized. Many races have been victimized. Many groups of people, whether you talk about the Chinese, uh, whether you talk about the Japanese, whether you're talking about uh, different groups of people, uh, there's all been victimized. But be careful what you attach to your identity. Because in Dr. Robert Diltz came up with something called the neurological levels of change. And he said there's six levels. Uh, and the lower levels are easier to change. The higher levels are harder to change. The lower levels, uh, change doesn't take place from the bottom up. However, change does take place from the top down. And the levels are from the bottom up our environment, our behavior, then capabilities above that. Above that's belief system and values. Above that is identity. And above that is spirit, your bigger connection to the universe. And it's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. And so be careful what you attach to your identity. If my son Christian were to lie to me, uh, I would not want to attach that behavior to his identity. A lot of people do this. You're a liar. Now, I just took a behavior and attached it to his identity. The problem is it's so much easier to change what we do than who we are. Now, if that Christian did that to me, I would say this. Christian, you lied to me. It's not acceptable. You're better than that. There, I dealt with the behavior. I did not attach it to his identity. And then I did a backhanded buildup. And so when we're whining, we're playing the victim. We're saying that life ain't no fair. Nobody likes me. We're, we're having a poo-poo parade, a, a poo-poo party. And even if it's justifiable, it ain't serving you well. The good book says that not, nothing's illegal for your child of God, but not everything's profitable. And you might have the right to whine, but I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't profitable. It ain't serving you well. So life's about a series of choices, and let's keep it simple, soldier. A or B, yes or no, right or wrong. Don't give yourself 22 options. Give yourself two. That way it's a lot easier to make the right decision. I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking about winners and whiners, and we'll be right back in three minutes.
When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today it's the last day of the first month of the year. And I don't know about you, but I would call this month a very successful month. Impacted 30 people's lives. Uh, And now I'm getting ready uh, next week to go out to the second half of the leadership experience called Leadership Adventure and take a group of uh, 12 people out there. Uh, that are going to take their lives to a whole new level. And that's today what we're talking about, winners or whiners, because life is about a series of choices. And today we're going to actually go through something I found I thought was really good by this woman, uh, Germany Kent, uh, basically how to win in life. 
But before we do that, I want to compare the two. I love to play on words, and I love to keep it simple, soldier. You know, a builder or a wrecker, a giver or a taker, the haves and the have-nots. You know, we put things in the categories and keep it simple, soldier. Why do we keep it simple, soldier? Because the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. Confusion. And so instead of having 22 options where it can be confusing because people have this block called indecisiveness, let's keep it simple, soldier. And so I saw this great piece. Uh, it's under Selling Skills uh, by BlueInc.com. It was actually written uh, by Dave Anderson. And it basically goes through and it says 10 differences between winners and whiners. And I thought it was very effective. And I, I wanted to kind of share it with you and go through it because I think he did a good job on this. He says, whiners continually point out what is wrong, uh, where they work and with whom they work with. Winners point out what is wrong as well. However, they also have solutions to fix it. You know, a lot of people are focusing on problems. Uh, and that's what whiners do, always telling you what's wrong with something. And I tell my those that I coach, I said, if you are if you have someone in your employee that's always focusing on problems, here's your simple solution. Require that they bring you a potential solution. And somebody said one time, well, what if it's not the right one? Who cares? Uh, you're just changing their focus from what's wrong to what's right. He says, number two, uh, whiners have a scarcity mentality, Right. So when someone gets a big sale or something good happens for them, uh, the the whiner feels bad, like there's less for them, like life ain't no fair. You know, that's one of the worst traits in the world, to not truly be happy for someone else's success. However, winners have an abundance mentality. They know that there's plenty to go around. And matter of fact, the more successful one person is, the more it allows for them to be successful. Again, it's a mindset. And truly, you're going to find out that's the difference between winners and whiners. So many things I've learned in life are really about the frame we put around them. Uh, it's a mental battle. The battle's in the mind. Uh, and if you're like most people, then you could say this, I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts or she's living in my shorts. In other words, if other people said and did to us, what we do in our heads, we'd never tolerate it. Number three, whiners blame things beyond their control and never take responsibility for what they can control. However, winners focus strictly on what they can control and do their best to control those areas well. You know, there's something called deflection. Uh, if you think about having a mirror, you deflect light, you reflect it. But we do that a lot in deflection when I'm working on people. You know, when someone hits a tough area or they mess up, they always want to deflect and blame other people. And uh, where did I get this from? Psychology Today, I think it was. You know, why do we use the psychology, psychological deflection? It's three reasons they put down. I like them. Number one, we br- blame others because we're afraid. Uh, we're afraid. We're afraid if we open the door uh, to self-criticism that other people will pile on. You know, life should get a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness. Number two, we blame others because we're immature. You know, with maturity comes the ownership of stuff. You know, as you get older, you own homes. As you get older, you own more stuff. You own a 401K. Well, it's also the same thing psychologically. Uh, you know, sometimes we got to own our stuff. You will never change what you don't own. You know, I own my home, or at least uh, the banks let me buy it from them. <laughs> And so I can, with proper, uh, you know, uh, contracts, or I should say with proper permits, I can change anything I want in my house. 
But if I don't own my home, I have no right to change anything. We blame others because we're immature. And when we start, you know, growing our big boy pants or big girl pants, and then we start owning things, and we don't need to blame each other all the time. And number three, we blame others because of our past experience. Uh, because we have been victimized in the past. We have insecurities. We have done things we're not proud of. And so sometimes in life we've got to have short-term memory, uh, just like a good DP in the NFL. You know, I learned a long time ago, God can do some things that we can't do. One thing he does is he can forget. He can take our sins, our mistakes, and, and put them as far as the east is from the west, which doesn't exist. He, there are places in this world that we have never been to the bottom of the ocean. We can't go that deep. But the good book says that that's where God puts our sins for those that seek repentance and accept the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. So winners blame things uh, beyond their control and never take responsibility. I mean, whiners do. But winners focus strictly on what they can control and do their best to control those areas well. Whiners bring their problems to work. You know, they wear their crap on their sleeves. Winners have problems too. The difference is they leave them at home. There's a time and a place, right? Whiners wait for things to happen. Winners make things happen, right? You can call it at cause or at effect, right? Whiners bring, uh, I'm sorry, whiners wait for things to happen. Winners make things happen. So clear if you get that. Whiners use rejection as an excuse to quit. However, winners use it as a way to do better. Bring them closer to accept. The best way to figure this in sales, the difference between a good salesperson, a winner, and a bad salesperson, a whiner, is what they do when they get rejection. A man, a winner will say, all right, they'll, they'll be excited when they get a no. And I know it sounds crazy. And you go, what, what, what are you so excited about? You didn't get the sale. Yeah, but I'm one no closer to a yes. Where whiners, when they get a no, nobody likes me. Uh, maybe we should go print some new flyers. Uh, maybe we should change our approach. You know, they're afraid because they have a fear of rejection. Whiners use rejection as an excuse to quit. Winners use rejection as validation that they're going in the right path and they're going to learn from it. Whiners are minimum input, maximum expectation. I like how Dave Anderson put this. In other words, they do the bare minimum, yet expect the most in return. Winners are maximum input, minimum expectation, people. In other words, they give more than they have and have to and expect nothing more in return, although they often get it. I think that's a great job with Dave Anderson here. Um, whiners only work hard when they feel like it. You know, I had a bad night, I can't do it, traffic was bad, got low blood sugar, haven't had my Snickers today. That's what whiners do. But winners work hard every day without letting up. Why? Because that's who they are. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. Martin Luther said, I don't care if you're a street sweeper, be the best darn street sweeper you can to the glory of God. Whiners have the disease of me. I love how he puts this. Whiners have the disease of me. They are addicted to their own agenda and out for themselves. Boy, I think of Adam Schiff. I think of Adam Schiff. I think of uh, Nadler, Jerry Nadler. I think of uh, you know uh, um, Nancy Pelosi. 
Now, these people have been in Congress for 30 years. They've become millionaires. Maxine Walters, all these people, they're whiners, and uh, it's one standard for everybody else, and it's all about them, what they want, what they do. They're, they're working to destroy Donald Trump, whether they destroy America or not. They could care less because it's all about them. Winners, though, are the consummate team players, uh, often ignoring what's best for themselves, for the good of the team. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of proud of the Republicans. Never been a big fan of the Republican Party. I'm a conservative. But it seems like um, they're sticking together for the good of the country. And man, at some point, America loves an underdog. When someone's being attrashed and attacked, everything you've investigated, his kids are attacked, people who support him are spit in their face, they're banned from Facebook. Boy, I tell you right there, uh, a lot of these people are taking one for the team because they believe in the good of the country. When whiners need pep talks. They require high maintenance and attention to continually repair their attitude and outlook. You know, being a victim, it's, it's very selfish because everybody's got to focus on the victim. Uh, however, winners give pep talks. They not only cross the finish line, they're intent on bringing others across with them. So apropos. And I got this other thing, Difference Between Winners and Whiners by Dr. Alan, by Dr. Alan Zimmer. He's called the Positive Communication Pro. Uh, and he puts three things. And again, I think these are appropriate, so I'm sharing them with you. He says, number one, winners keep an open mind. I'm telling you, open mind, open heart. That's what we need in this world. People have an open mind, open heart, because most people are closed-minded and their emotions may shut down. Uh, you know, you can go to a brothel and pay for anything. I mean, you can get basically they'll buy you can buy anything, but boy, you can't kiss them because some things are just too personal, right? Same thing here. Winners are open-minded, open-hearted. Losers, I mean, whiners are closed-minded, closed-hearted. Uh, number two, winners speak out positive words of affirmation. You know, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you can tell a lot about a person just by listening to them for a while. You can understand what they think about all the time and what they're processing. And what he said here, uh, Dr. Zimmer says here, winners find a way. You know, I learned this a long time ago. Uh, he who has a why can bear almost any how. I used to think that people were looking for a reason why. No, they're not. They're looking for a reason why not. But true leaders, true leaders... They're looking for one reason why, why to step over line, why to be greater than other people, why to give it all they got. And to me, that's really the difference between a winner and a whiner. And so after break, I'm going to go into six steps of how to win in life because I believe God made us all uh, to be winners. So let's stop with the whining. I am Mr. Black. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the 
the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Oh, wow! It can't be. Oh, yes, yes, yes! Oh, where have you been? If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. <laughs> I can breathe! I can breathe! Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. <laughs> Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. Oh, that's the best night I've had in years. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're posing the question, winner or whiner? There's about an H and an N difference there, but boy, it makes all the difference in the world, especially, uh, man, if you live in this world. Because we live in a world of victims, a country of victims. America's went from the land of the home to the home of the free and the brave to the the land and the home of the victim. Uh, And so we're better than this, ladies and gentlemen. We need to uh, refocus, remind ourselves who we are. Uh, Start reaching out again to the God of America, the God of the Bible, the God of the universe. And so if you miss any of this radio show, you can listen to this show at your own leisure because you need to invest an hour of power to work on your noodle, work on your noggin. So you can go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this message whenever you want and many other messages. Uh, And if you want to truly live your life like it matters, uh, and clean up some things that are holding you back and refocus on a brighter future and then put the peace in place to make it happen, go to likeitmatters.net. And so what I want to do now is I want to share with you something that I found. Uh, I do a lot of look around for a lot of quotes. I read a lot. And I don't know who this woman is, uh, Germany Kent, but this was just in a little bit of a, uh, it was a little blurb. It was just in quotes on uh, adversity and 
and success. And she just identified six things. There was no verbiage in it, just six numbers with six little, you know, three-word things on it. But I wanted, I thought it was valuable. I thought she did a good job. I thought it was pretty succinct. Uh, but I wanted to expand out on it and kind of break each one down because I think this is a good list. And, uh, you know, I believe that there are three things to become your dreams. You know, want it, create it, live it. And I would call that win. You know, uh, you got to have desire. you got to have creative discontent. What are you stirred up about? Life's about being stirred up. Um, even Jesus had two temple tantrums, right? You got to be stirred up. Those people in life that have done great things, have got winners, I would say, are stirred up people. So under want it, you got to know desire. What stirs you up? Uh, and then the second thing, creative discontent. You got to want something beyond where you're at, or, or you're not a winner. You're a you're a retired person. You're just buying time. You're you're marking time. And so you got to know what you want. The second thing is create it. In other words, begin with the end of mind, like Stephen Covey talked about. You know, go to the very end. See yourself accomplishing that mission. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? You got to make it real because you wouldn't give your life for a lie. If someone says they love you, but you don't believe they love you, uh, you're going to act as if you're not loved. And so you got to know what you want, and then you create it. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Because those are the things that we call real, right? And then the third thing is you got to live it. You got to put together a plan and then walk the plan, work the plan. Success doesn't happen by accident. A good marriage doesn't happen by accident. It's planned out. It's strategized. It's the six P's I learned in the military. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. The six P's. And so there's lots of different ways to call things successful or call things a winner, whatever. And we should be constantly challenging ourselves and reading and, and working our noodle. Our brain is the one thing we have, organ we have, that never has to deteriorate, never has to deteriorate. So I want to expand on these uh, six things that Germany Kent said, to how to win in life. And this was just on a little quote page I found. So, uh, you know, the, the, the steps are hers. Uh, the little plans, and then all the other stuff. I just wanted to reinforce what she's saying. So she says, number one, work hard. I absolutely believe that with all my heart, that we're called uh, to work hard. I'm not saying that we shouldn't work smart, absolutely. But our life is our mission, and there's no greater mission in life than to spend yourself in a worthy cause. And that worthy cause is why you were created. And so we're given the opportunity to work. And so we should work hard. We should work, be committed. You know, Colossians 3.23 in the good book says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. Right? I mean, Coach Wooden would talk about it. You look at one of the greatest coaches, Coach Wooden, uh, UCLA. I mean, he was all, uh, they're all about work ethic. You know, this is your time. Pour yourself out. You know, there's an old saying that there, there are two places uh, to leave your stuff because we're going to leave our stuff somewhere. You can't take it with you. You can either leave it on the table or you can leave it on the field. Um, Leave it on the table is an analogy. That means you could have had more, but you didn't. You know, yesterday we talked about good enough. That's what I'm talking about. You know, the second place to leave it is to leave it on the field, to commit, that level of commitment, to have that commitment to excellence. So key. So key. Don't leave stuff on the table. You know, the Israelites were told, uh, you know, by God, the, the Jews, uh, that whatever, wherever you put your feet, that I'll give you that land. And I don't know if you know this or not, but they only stepped on a small part of the land that God had given them. 
I mean, it's the only country ever formed in the Bible. It, Israel was given the land. That's why it cracks me up. We're debating who belo- who's this land belong to. It's pretty clear. Read the Bible. God gave that land to Israel. That's who it belongs to. Uh, there are no Philistines anymore, although people want to call the land Palestine. That's where the word comes from, Philistine. There are no Amorites or Jebusites or, uh, you know, uh, all those other ites, you know, we call termites, whatever they are from the Bible. Why? Because they have no land and people without a land, with the exception of Israel, when they were kicked out of the land for a little while, uh, they ceased to exist. And so you got to realize this is all about working hard about having courage when you get knocked on your butt to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. That's why I love Teddy Roosevelt's quotes, one of my favorite quotes. He said, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Don't you hear it? Working hard who errs and comes up short again and again, don't you hear it, working hard, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spends himself in a worthy cause, don't you hear it, working hard, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither defeat nor victory. That takes a lot of hard work. So we're called to work hard. If you're going to work, you might as well work hard. Your life has value. Who you are has value. So treat it that way. Number two, uh, Germany Kent says, complain less. Uh, Man, so many people are, are complaining and bitching and whining and all that. You're not a victim. Now, again, there are people who are victimized. Absolutely, I'm not downplaying that. But be careful what you attach to your identity. It's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. And so you might have been victimized, but you are not a victim. And a lot of people are running around acting like a victim, that the world's doing everything to them. Life ain't no fair. We got to put our big boy pants on. Energy follows thought. Epigenetics tells us that our thoughts cause consequences. <clears throat> and whenever we're talking about thinkers, thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself, right? Whenever I talk about communication, I talk about two types. You have intrapersonal communication, the way we talk to ourselves. And then we have interpersonal, the way we talk out loud to other people. And why does it matter? Because most people work on their interpersonal communication with other people. The problem is... The way we talk to ourselves frames, the way we talk to ourselves dictates the way that we talk to other people. And the frame that we put around something gives it meaning. And this, I, I can be hard on myself. And in the past, last year was a rough year for me, I realized I was really, had some negative talk coming out of my head, on my mouth, um, too much. My wife would call me on it, too much. Because it was poor me, poor me, I can play the victim with the best of you. Why do you think I get so wrapped up in it? I know it. Uh, and so we got to have a mindset where we start holding our thoughts captive, the good book says. we got to do some truth therapy to, to identify the lie and replace it with the truth. You know, the good Lord put the eyes on the front of our face because we move in the direction we're looking, and we look in the direction we're moving. And since energy follows thoughts, weak, negative 
thoughts produce weak, negative results. And so, man, if we're going to be a winner, it's a mindset. You know, when the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s, 92, 93, 95, three out of four years, they won the Super Bowl, and then they got rid of a coach, got another coach, and he came in and still took him, even though he was a terrible coach. Sorry, Barry Switzer. All right? But yet, because they are winners, the, the, the New England Patriots, they have swagger, they have a mindset. It's, a, it's an attitude. Winners have a different attitude. It's what we focus on. You know, I got this from Alexander Stone, great quote. He says, I am a winner. Winning is an attitude. You take the good with the bad, and you keep on going. It gets hard. You get tired and sometimes burn out. But you keep on going anyways because you can, because you're a winner. Winners have setbacks, but winners learn to tighten their belts and go on. Winners look at what has gone wrong, and instead of complaining, they find ways of doing it better. Winners know that Rome was not built in a day and take every day as it comes. Winners do not whine, they roar. That's by Alexander Stone. It's a mindset. It's an attitude. And boy, we need to set our minds right. If you want to change your life, you got to change your thinking. Even in the Bible, the, the words repent. It means to, to change your mind, to think differently, to turn, to turn your thoughts, to turn from the negativity, to turn to the positivity, to, to stop focusing on what can't be and start focusing on what's possible, what can be. It's a mindset. And so, ladies and gentlemen, today on Like It Matters Raider, we're talking about winner or whiner. It's a choice. And really, the choice is made on a moment-by-moment basis, a day-by-day basis. And the battle is in the mind. And so it starts with our attitude. So I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My my heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Here is your class valedictorian. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. Your child's education is an opportunity to instill a lifetime's worth of Christ-inspired principles to create that foundation. 
At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. For more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Millions estimate their benefits online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at SocialSecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today on Like It Matters Radio, today on your hour of power, we're talking about winner or whiner. Again, if you miss any of this radio show, you can go to likeitmattersradio.com and listen to this entire message and many other messages as well. Because your one organ you have in your body that never has to deteriorate is your brain. But if you don't use it, you lose it. So we're talking about the how to win in life. And this is from uh, Germany, Kent. And she identified six ways that we can be winners in life. <clears throat> so number three... She says, listen more. Listen more. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I teach listening skills. I practice something called empathic listening because most people don't listen well. You know why? Because how hard is it to listen to more than one person at a time? The answer is really tough, Mr. Black. And there's always at least one person talking to us. You know who that is? Us. What do you think thinking is? Thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself. And boy, when you actually listen to people talk, you can hear what they're saying. You can hear what they're not saying. You can see how they're saying it. You know, are they talking with in pictures, visually? Are they talking in sounds, auditorily? Or are they talking in feelings, kinesthetically? Are they, what are their emotions like when they're talking about something? You can tell something's really important by their emotional state. How about gestures? Do they have hot buttons? Are you listening? Are there key words they're using over and over? See, empathic listening is not, you're not waiting to retort, you're not waiting to rebut, you're not waiting to go away to some resort, the R's, right? You're fully in the now moment. Uh, and boy, we, tro- we pay people honor, we pay people respect uh, when we listen to them. Because there's a lot of people, I'm going to tell you right now, I deal with people at a very intimate level. Uh, go to likeitmatters.net and you'll see what I do. I've been doing it for 30 years. And a lot of people think that they're invisible. They don't matter. And why? Because they have a history of people not listening to them. People cutting them off, people discounting, people downgrading or degrading them. Why? And a lot of it can stem back to people don't hear them. 
They're not allowed to talk to express themselves. So if you're listing more, you're probably talking less. And if you're talking more, you're most likely listing less. But you can be be saying nothing out loud and be saying a lot in your head. And it's hard to listen to more than one person at a time. And so we need to learn to fully be present with someone and learn how to listen more. Excuse me. Number four, she says, try, learn, and grow. But I say, do learn and grow. You know, life is about learning. It's experience. And I learned a long time ago, people learn best by what they see, hear, and do. Boy, a lot of people can read books, but they don't know how to apply what they learned. Boy, a lot of people love to listen to podcasts, listen to my radio show, uh, listen to all their stuff. But again, there's a huge gap between knowing and doing. It's one thing to have something intellectually stored, but it's another thing to have it experientially stored. Big, big difference. To walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, you can think about doing it, but until you do it, you'll never experience what they experience. Until you do it, you won't understand their pain. Until you do it, you won't understand the process. You can think about it logically. You can look at it you know, visually and kind of assume. But until you walk in it, that is a huge, huge difference. And she says, try. I say do, learn and grow. In other words, as you're doing stuff, you're going to make mistakes. And, and you learn from those mistakes. You learn, it's called fail forward. I always say, if you don't have as much success as you want in life, you haven't failed enough because we learn from our failures. And confidence comes in the fire. You know, we have those three zones we live in. <clears throat> we live in the comfort zone. Outside that is a zone called fear. And outside that is a zone called panic. And one of the keys to life is to keep pushing our comfort zones. Because outside that comfort zone, that's where you'll find fear. And fear is a straw man. But a lot of people are afraid of things they don't know. We fear the unknown. We're afraid of this. We're afraid of that. But when you have experience, when you know what something looks like, sounds like, feels like, smells like, tastes like, there becomes a familiarity. And with familiarity reduces a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of uncertainty. And a lot of people are afraid to take a chance because they're waiting for everything to be perfect, lined up just right. And you got to stop that. It's called having to be perfect. Sometimes we just got to be the MacGyver in our lives. And we just got to make things happen. We got to just take a chance, step out. And then hopefully we have a team that can come by and put the polish on things. But a lot of people are waiting for everything to be just right to all the moons are lined up. Take action. I have a saying, when all else fails, do something. You know why? Because when you change your position, you change your perspective. And a lot of times you might be looking at a situation and you might not see the answer, but if you do a few things, you take some action, then your position is changed. And when you change your position, you change your perspective. And so we got to step outside of our comfort zone and do things, be uncomfortable. And then those things that used to make us afraid now become familiar. And those used outside that zone called fear is a zone called panic. And the key to life is to keep pushing our comfort zone. Dr. Susan Jeffers wrote a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says that three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept. I can't handle it. 
Well, once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. That's the key. That's the key to life. So you got to do, and if you fall down, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. And those things that used to elicit fear now become familiar. And those things that used to elicit panic now just elicit a little bit of fear. And once you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways, don't you see? Then everything changes. I learned a long time ago, fear is a straw man. The only power that fear has is the power that we give it. And in my training, uh, boy, I create a very stressful environment, a very fear-based environment. Why? Because I want to teach people how to function at a high level in a stressful environment. The people around us, the world's getting intense. It's getting dark. And people are losing their head. And if you can keep your head while everybody else is losing theirs, then you're going to have people follow you. And as intense as my training is, within 24 hours of people functioning at a high level in that zone of, of fear, it becomes familiar. And then I got to throw them out of that brand new comfort zone. Number five, ways to win. Don't let people tell you it can't be done. Do not adopt other people's map of reality. Roger Bannister and John Lindy believed that long before it was ever done that you could run a sub four-minute mile. Well, after a lot of pushing, a lot of running, uh, they did it. Um, Roger Bannister became the first man to ever run a sub four-minute mile. Forty-five days later, his arch rival, John Lindy, uh, did the same thing, except he ran it faster. And then a little while later, they had the run of the century where they ran and to see who could be faster. And John Landy, Landy was running and was winning, and he looked to his left to see where Roger Bannister was. And at that moment, Roger Bannister passed him on his right. And John Landy said something to the effect that when Lot's wife turned back, she was turned into a pillar of salt. When I looked back, I was turned into a bronze medal. Don't let people tell you it can't be done. You, 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 you create your own reality. And then keep looking forward. Your future's in front of you, not behind you. And last one, make no excuses. That's what Germany Kent says. Make no excuses. Remember deflection. We got to be aware of deflection. We blame other people and make excuses. Now, you're better than that, leader. Don't make excuses. You know the old saying, excuses are like certain body parts. Everybody's got them, but they don't smell too good. Don't worry about it. Sometimes things aren't going to turn out the way you want. You learn from those and you move on. That's why, you know, Romans 8, 28 says God causes all things, not some things, not the good things, not the positive thing. says God causes all things to work for the good who those who are called according to his purpose who love him. You know, I could bring up names like uh, Thomas Edison and Mary Kay and Abraham Lincoln and Ray Kroc and Colonel Sanders, Sam Walton, uh, all these people. Uh, they're successful people, but yet they had so much failure, so much time that they did not accomplish what they wanted, but they didn't stop. They didn't make excuses. They picked themselves up, dusted themselves off, and hit it again. And that's what we're called to do. Forget the excuses. You don't need them. Learn from the outcome. If it's not what you wanted, then do better next time. But remember, energy follows thoughts. Don't look for a way out. Look for a way up. Don't look for reason to blame and to push aside. Look for reason to pick yourself up 
dust yourself off and hit it again. That's who you are, leader. That's what winners do. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. They really appreciate what she's done as a sister as well as a soldier and, you know, supporting their country. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. Family members that are soldiers in the Army National Guard inspire and influence, setting a path for others. It's validating knowing that, you know, I kind of did my part to make sure this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way I do. I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future. And I know that my sisters are going to be amazing soldiers. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in. A lot of pride, and they're just out there doing something every day and then serving the country as well. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station.